It's their dog show not long ago. And they were like, it was just on, you know? It's not one dog looking at Well, there was a couple Shih Tzus, but there was, a, there was, um, they were doing like the thing. And they're like, this is Pockets. And they showed Pockets. And she like has like a perfect prance. And she like stops on a dime and looks to the right and looks to the left. And it looked down and Little just had her face with her, with the eye that isn't there, just dragging across the floor. And I was like, that is, you're not the same species. You're not the same thing that I'm looking at. Um, Chris Theory, mom, welcome. The one tradition I've noticed with mom is if we start the show, she'll be on her phone to start. And I don't, um, I never know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I want to get into the episode, but I just have someone terribly not interested in what we're going to talk about right next to me. <laughs> just give me, give me the subject matter, and I will just dive right in. Well, the, I'm here for you. The thing, the thing today is, and I'm, I'm, I want to be honest with my friends in the audience, is that I, I still don't know all the way to, what to do on a weekly basis on this show because I like doing the deep dives where I do two things, but I don't want to bullshit. I don't want to like like rush into a topic. So there's some things I just want to kind of talk about. And I'm like, I have a podcast that I should just talk about it. You know what I mean? So mm, I look yeah. for historical reference. It's not always that easy. I think I have the greatest song in the podcast game that there is. I don't think there's a song that's better to open up a show. My friend called me today and he goes, I got a story for you. I said, what's the story? He goes, wait. And he went, dan, 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 dan. <laughs> it was uh, Rob. He goes, dan, dan, dan. I said, what the hell are you doing? That's the song that you do before you tell a good story. I said, I appreciate that. So um, Al will be joining us in a second with me is my, are my parents, Albert and Caroline, who I feel like I cheated out of an episode because we recorded the method acting one. That I didn't love. We aired it last week, and it was very well received. Of course it was, and I told you stop overthinking because you have the Caroline disease, which is nothing is good enough to put out there, and you don't do it because you fear that's not good enough, but it's good enough. Can I expose another Caroline disease? Sure. The disease of putting tin foil over everything you drink in the house. Dude, that is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want dust to get in. That let is me, fucked up. Let me that paint. weird. <laughs> that is Fucking bizarre. I, I wasn't going to say anything because I, I don't know what the fuck the reason is for it, but that is just some shit i never even seen. I'm going to paint a picture. By the way, I have no ad reads this week, so this is unsullied by sponsorship this episode, and I'm just going to shout out a random person to promote at some point. But um, I still have Ernie Johnson, by the way, unsullied by sponsorship. But um, Al, do you – so I want to paint a picture for the audience. My brother just walked in. Yes. Um, Sorry I was delayed. My girlfriend was sending me nudes. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hey, Ma. I don't know what is in the air in this room. I, there's a weird energy, and I'm happy we don't have a serious subject matter because big nude energy. How do you feel? I, I mean, after still crazy after all these years, though, huh? You know, you're still, still get, you know, you guys still keeping it interesting. Good for you. What? Um, so, Al, how would you describe? You weren't here earlier when I called Mom out. Okay, go ahead. What's going on with Mom's cup? How would you describe the cup? I would describe it as um, uh, I would describe it as post-apocalyptic. It's it's like if a solo cup went to Burning Man. You know what's funny? But my cup yep. has a leak from the bottom. That's a leak from the Why bottom. Why does it have a leak from the bottom? It does. What am I up against? One little underneath guy there. Why is that? That's got to be old. I don't know. Yeah, well, now you're skiing, Val. No, you no, can't do No, it's the that. bottom cup. Yeah, but he's gonna, his lips are going to touch All that right, listen, one. Listen, I'm, ah. I'm not dedicating four no, minutes. I won't go down that far. It's okay. I'm not dedicating four minutes of this very prestigious podcast. To, to, nonsense? Uh, to nonsense. Okay. okay. And the guys you like, brought oh, it up. I didn't. We don't have ads. It's four weeks. 
Okay, like like you are. No, I had two privileged. No, I had two ads last week. I, I had two ads. I had the last two weeks. What a burden! So um, I'm just podcast. letting everybody know ahead of time. Oh, cool. Al, Al, so. You cannot you cannot continue that way, Al. Well, I, I just you, you know, can't look. continue. Oh, that's okay. Oh, so that worked out very well. That worked out very well. If you want to take a picture, just a little little advice from somebody that hosts a hit show. <laughs> it's fun to take a picture of this so people know. I took a picture of mom's on. cup, but now I'm going to take a picture of your cup. Please do. So Al had a weird hole in the bottom of his. Mm-hmm. Um, if everyone's, it's a really weird picture, but it's. So Al has two uh, cups that are two different sizes, and he's stopping the leak in his cup by putting a smaller one underneath. Yes, I found that smaller cup on the ground. We yes. don't know how long it's been. Well, here. But it, it, the, the uh, for anybody that's that's wondering, the rims are, are different. But really quick, Chris, um, not to cut you off, you you said you had two ad reads last week. I, I no, I had an ad read the last two weeks. Oh. Okay. And I have ads that run, apparently. So, great. No, that's wonderful, and I, I'm very happy for you. Um, but to the same salesperson that sells uh, Dear Albie, I only had one in the last two weeks, and I uh, just want to throw that out um, there. I have to say, my BetterHelp um, ad reads are as smooth as you could possibly get. BetterHelp? I, I really... I haven't read for them in months. <laughs> I'm t- I did a BetterHelp last week, and I, I was like, you know what, Chris? Mm. That was a really good ad read. Well, then somebody better help them get back on Dear Albie, uh, okay, that's listening to this show. Because, well, if you go you know, on betterhelp.com slash Chris3. And you get... And that's not... You know what? That's a free discount. one, BetterHelp. Discount. That's a free one. Okay? So now, here's what I want to talk about today. There's something that we've been talking about as a family. Uh, we just got back from Lauren's birthday dinner, and yes, we, we were did. not allowed to discuss it because Lauren's not caught up. So Lauren... And anyone that doesn't watch a ton of Succession, we are going to be referencing uh, the most recent episode yeah, so entitled alert. Connor's Wedding. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. If you haven't seen the episode called Connor's Wedding, um, still listen. Just put it on mute for a little bit because if you stop listening, it fucks up the algorithm I was taught. So don't stop listening. Just mute it. Okay. Um, Can you do that? But there is a history tie-in at that episode that I really enjoyed. Okay. So there was an episode of Mad Men. Uh, I love Mad Men. For anyone that's never seen it, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And um, Donald Sterling said, anytime an old man starts talking about Napoleon, you know he's about to die. And it's um, it's a little silly. That was said on Mad Men? It was. It didn't mean a whole lot to the show, but it was... um, I, I just I saw a meme about it the other day, and I I remembered the line when it was said. I I didn't put it together myself until I saw the meme. Um, But then... In the beginning, on the way, but again, spoiler alert, change it, mute it. And if you don't watch the show, listen anyway, because we're not really talking about the show so much more so about what we got out of it. Yeah, you're talking about a pretty big moment on the show. But I'm just saying if you don't watch the show, you'll still enjoy it. You'll still yes, enjoy the conversation you, we're about to have. you are not a fan of Succession, correct. Um, so the, um, for those that don't watch and for those who do, I don't have to tell you, but on the way to the airport, uh, Logan Roy gets a phone call and he says, um, we got Connor some Napoleon something or other. And it's the Napoleon letters uh, from between he and his wife because earlier in the show, if we all remember, Connor wanted to buy Napoleon's dick. Remember that? He was going back and forth, and he was like, I, I want to buy, I'm trying to buy his penis. And, yes. Um, and then I guess full circle, Logan, his dad, buys him the things. And then again, if you're using, obviously, a different show, a different time, but Mad Men kind of did this. I don't, now I want to find out if they're similar writers or something. But he said, anytime an old man is talking about Napoleon, you know he's about to die. So um, I don't want to hear either of you ever talking about Napoleon Not in this house. Not even say his name. Watch it. Um, it's not going to happen. And then shortly thereafter, spoiler alert again, Logan dies on the plane. Can't believe it. Um, later, I think Vulture or someone put out what those letters would cost. They're anywhere from um, fifteen dollars to $600,000. Now, 
there's letters from Napoleon just declining an invite to a party that's worth like fifteen hundred bucks. Wouldn't you rather have that? Yeah, I mean, well, well, look, it depends on what it really comes down to, what the letter's about. But I mean, the person we really should be talking to, it really comes down to, you know, I I have a one hundred percent interest in keeping these types of things. I would think as a man that hosts a, a historical podcast and knowing that you have a bit of a, of a historical question yourself, you would be quite keen on, on that. But I feel like it's easier to authenticate a letter um, than it might be to authenticate um, patches of, of a human being's hair, which happens to be just about 30 yards yonder. Well, Al, you could tell you're in the podcast game because that's my question. I brought dad in because dad, if you were to walk down into Studio MB, you would walk through. We should do a video kind of walk through one day. Um, artifact. I mean, like it's you could, things that could be found in some museums, I would he, even he say. He is a collector. What did you just get the other day that I had a sign for? And would I, you I, call them artifacts or Albertifacts? I'm going to come up with something on that. I don't okay. hate that. Um Dad, do you want to go over? I would like to know. I know the, the the auction site that you use. I know one time we passed on Al Capone's brass knuckles, and I think about it all the time. I bid on them. Um, so, what are some things that we have that the people might be into? What are some things that you never got that maybe you kick yourself? And uh, is there anything on your wish list that you uh, that 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 maybe you're eyeing up? And then I'd like to go into how we all took. Because, mom, I feel like this episode of Succession, mm. you. The only reason I wanted to bring it up is I've never seen you so bothered by the loss of a fictional character yeah. in my life. Yeah. Al, mom has been like talking to me about it. I'm like, like mourning him. She's needed she's 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 needed like conversation yeah. about Logan Wright. I'm well, mourning Logan. Well, why? Because I thought Logan was great. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Listen, Logan Logan realized that his children were pretty much spoiled little brats that just thought the world belonged to them just because they were his children. Got it. And as much as they, as much as he tried and tried and tried to give them the keys mm-hmm. to the kingdom, they kept messing it up. And a little bit of it was take them. I'm going to give you a little bit, but you got to take them at some point. And I think the thing with, and I always loved about Succession, I used to tell everyone that would listen this, is that I don't, I love the way they don't value people in that show. When somebody like Roman had that girlfriend that he was with every single episode, and then she was just gone. They don't talk about how she's gone. I read an article about this the other day, about how Rogan was killed. Logan was killed off, and everything else. Do you know that that um, uh, Roman had a wife in the pilot episode and a baby, and they just never discussed it again? Uh, the, the, the yeah, yes, I, really? I, think I remember yeah. that. She he had a wife and a baby, and then I guess they figured it didn't work for them. Never discussed it. Never but like what I always loved about that show is they're so self-centered that they don't really feel yeah. the need to address other people. So whenever yeah. they have a breakup, there's no breakup. Well, they're just I, gone. Well, I mean, really, what it comes down to, I guess, is is so you so you feel Logan just didn't think much of his kids and he was going to go on. Logan gave his kids every opportunity to prove him that they could handle things. And every time they screwed it up. And that's great because I feel like Kendall is pretty misunderstood. And (laughs) what it really comes down to it is he might actually have the vision to take it where it has to go. And the uh, geriatric uh, generation before him. Do you think um, he has is, is holding him back? Uh, I just he didn't think, embarrass you I, with the Twitter thing. I'm just the oldest, so I figure I'm I get forced into the uh, into the that Kendall box. Role. I don't really I don't love Kendall that much to be honest. Now, I think Kendall is a a, a screw up. Um, to be honest with you, my favorite really Tom. is uh, Tom. Tom's the best Tom. character. 
Well, Logan's the best character. May he rest in peace. But Tom, Tom, God my bless Logan. Favorite. Rest in peace, Logan. But Tom. this is really not so much about that. I mean, if you're breaking it down with the artifacts, this is a historical show. I, I have to ask a couple of things just from my point of view. Is there a top ten of artifacts you, Chris, as a historical podcast host, would like to have? And Dad, did you in your collection, which is a legit collection, a legit collection. of historical artifacts that are here, very legit collection. Where did you start, and are there things missing from the collection? Well, originally it would start, not originally, but there are quite a few artifacts here, if you will, for Christopher once he once he gets a forever home that we bought for him over the years of the titans of business. Remember when he was so, yeah, yeah. And, and they actually belong to Christopher. But when he gets his forever home, that's when they'll land it because they they ain't ouch, they ain't cheap. Well, they so, belong to me. Yeah, so uh, but I bought them. You got, they were Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. They belong to Christopher, and when he has his forever home, that's where they'll go. There are there are definitely things that I that were gifted that I've never. But again, I don't have a forever. One home. of my favorite stories rented. is, um, you know, for for a while I go on these, um, you know, like directions, you know, and, and um, I I was on the Titans of Industry kick for a while. So John D. Rockefeller. Uh, Andrew Carnegie, um, we have there J.P. Getty, uh, stuff like that. So um, I buy a letter that was typed but hand-signed by John D. Rockefeller, and I gave it to Christopher as a gift uh, for, I guess, Christmas. Mm. So um, he's still in school, like Probably grammar school. I was young. I was grammar like 14, 13, 14. It was grammar school. Was school. Yeah. But I was obsessed with him because yeah. I learned um, about him in school and I loved so the, him. So the teacher says, uh, ironically, they're they're on the topic of, uh, you know, Rockefeller somehow. Uh, you know, maybe it was about, you know, the the titans of industry. It's the, the people that really put uh, America in the forefront of the uh, Industrial Revolution. And... Um, She's talking about J.D. Rockefeller, and that he says, uh, "Excuse me, uh, teacher." He says, uh, "You know, I have I have John Rockefeller's autograph." And then she kind of mocked him, if I remember the story correctly. He goes, "Oh, Christopher, you don't have his autograph," as if to say, "You know, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have his autograph." And the next day, he says, uh, "Dad, can I take my or- my Rockefeller autograph to school?" My teacher's calling me out like I don't have it. I said, yeah, sure, take it to school. I don't know if you did or not, but... Um, I feel like I would remember shitting on somebody like that. Um, yeah, that, that's a tr- You don't remember that story? I, I don't. For so I remember I remember saying it in school. Um, I, I forgot my, my exact uh, reason for loving him because like, I really did like him a lot. And I think it had a lot to do, believe it or not, with Jay-Z because his record label when that's the height of its popularity it's like 2000 2001 was Rockefeller so i yeah. never really understood it and then when i learned about it in school i i was it was the first time i was able to tie in something that i thought was really cool to history and then when you learn about and i've always loved monopoly so when you learn about monopolies um and then Rockefeller it became a very fun thing for me and i i, I had a whole Rockefeller thing and then uh, you you guys got me the the letter and then also Colonel Sanders mm. we have Colonel Sanders autograph too I forgot that one. Where is that? I think it's here somewhere. We saw it. Not it might be in the, in the yeah. bag of stuff. Um, to- yeah. So a lot of cool people. A lot of a uh, lot of lawmen. A lot of a um, lot of a lot of bad guys uh, over the years. 
Um, I would love so to find uh, wanted posters. Al, to your question, like if my what I think about if I had authentic, an unlimited budget, if I can get real wanted posters, like John Dillinger's wanted poster, Jesse James wanted poster. Yeah, not that I, hard. I would really I mean, love that. I, I gotta think that that quality. They're mostly drawn, right? I gotta think the quality. I think on they're that's printed. Rough. They're like OG printing. All right, but like let's. I mean, like if you looked it up quick, I have their pictures. Well, what I, I like and is like for, legit pictures of like. Like, I know that guy pictures. No, a lot of it is more of a description. Wouldn't you think so that you just shave um, a beard and be done with it? One, one of my one, one of the fun ones, which is really weird, is um, the two cops, I guess they were cops or, or law enforcement officials, that were holding uh, on either side um, uh, Osborne, right? Was right, it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Osborne? No, Oswald. Uh, Oswald. The, yeah, Oswald. Ozzie. So, sorry, Oswald. Um, when he, at the moment he was shot. The picture. Yeah. It's in here, right? I have both, both cops autographed it. Kind of cool. The guys that were holding him. And I also had bid on the handcuffs that were, that belonged to one of the cops. Um, I think I went to $10,000 and, and I, I bailed out. But a lot of cool, lot of cool stuff is out there. So much, um, and of course, like my Fat Alexander Hamilton's uh, strands of hair. That was a that was one I had to have. One of the best rappers of all time. He was good. <laughs> That's the show. Um, what? Nothing about the hair made you feel. Well, you know what? I'd rather go to you on this one. Go ahead. FedEx arrives. There's a package. Yeah, Dad got, got something from the auction site. Got a sign for it. And where do you land? You open it. I do not. Okay, but when you found out Alexander Hamilton's hair was in your, mm. um, yeah, was in your house, yeah, thoughts. No, thank you. I think it's cool. It's strange. weird that it's in a little baggie. A little strange. That's the thing is, I just thought they would respect it more. It feels like it's in a little baggie. Well, it's in a little plastic, like mm. you know, glassine bag, flat on the, uh, on a placard. I stand stand very strongly and firmly that we should one hundred percent be bagging mom's hair and selling it. Do you think somebody would buy it? Yes, I do. Someone would buy my hair. No, you want to know something though? She's lost value though. Well, you make it. If less you less. stuck red. with red, it's not red. If she stuck with red, I think we could have sold it for mm. more. Um, this is a different. This is a different Caroline. Well, I got news for you. Do you think we got some of uh, the old DNA strands laying around somewhere? No. Alexander Hamilton's hair has lasted for <laughs> centuries uh, on the wall. You don't think you got an old hoodie laying around here with some of the old red in there? I don't think so. Come on. Listen, I could cut my hair, dye it. And, and I, it I'll and make it. you a bet. <laughs> I'll make you a bet, okay? You give me like a good 20 minutes in a closet. I bet you I come out with some red hair. You no. think you're just gonna find mom's uh, old hair? Yeah, red yeah, hair. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I've been gray for uh, since 2020. Okay, but but three it, years. Think about how long you've been gray. I'm taking a shot at really the cleaning because what it comes down to is you're not sending a, anybody in there to clean the nooks and crannies of the closet. I bet you you got some hair laying around there. I bet you are. It's not enough to sell. Who do you think was sweeping up Alexander Hamilton's hair like, you know what? Bet you a couple hundred years from now, this will be worth a pretty penny. No, there, there's, all, doing there's, that? there's all provenance of how the hair... That's what goes. I'm saying. Somebody, <laughs> Let's provenance the shit out of your hair. Somebody <laughs> sold uh, air from Tom Brady's last game. They sold like a little vial of air. Like they just like to show themselves at the game and they People like... People are crazy. And, and I think they sold it. 
And so that, people, that is true that you can capture that. Well, so you know what's funny? I went to the, we went to the Met not long ago and I was walking around and a lot of the stuff in there isn't made by an artist or anyone particularly famous at all. It's just old stuff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself a lot, like we have shit in here that would just be like, cause if you ever look, it's like anytime between 1300 and 1600. And when you look at it, you're like, Oh, that's a small enough window, but that's like all of America. <laughs> like well, the, the, the newest thing at the Met now is, uh, is, is a fountainhead, uh, marble fountainhead. And, and basically fountainheads were, uh, wellheads, I think they're, it's actually more correct. Um, so they would carve out these ornate marble little, you know, circles, like what you see on top of a well. And as you enter the town, you know, water was obviously very important. Um, the most important thing there is really is water, right? Uh, so you would enter the town and there would be a well that you would draw from. So the top of the well, which was ornate and, and uh you know, was where you would put your uh, your 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 cup or your you know vessel, um, would uh, was was found you know a thousand years ago or whatever number of years ago, and it, and it's on display at the Met right now. It's a big deal. They put a whole book out on it. I I, I must have walked right past it. You did. You did. Yeah, you did. Um, that noise in the back is my mom, <laughs> <laughs> who's taken little the dog, who we all love. I think we all love little. Yeah. I think Little's, it's a Little's good. it's a unanimous love for Little, who is the weirdest fucking dog that ever existed. She really is, but she's great. She's the best pony in the world. But that's what all that. I, love you. I, love you. I have the headphones on, and I hear what the people are hearing. And Dad's trying to talk about a sprinkler head, the original or a fountain head from from Rome, and Mom is just tussling with Little in the in the corner. Um, you also have the dirt from the original Yankee Stadium, yes. Uh, Uncle Tom won the last went, game, yeah, from mm-hmm. the last game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have, have some chairs, and we have the chairs. I have two seats, yeah. Um, I'm going to pause. I'll read, a, I'll read a question. So are you trying to hijack this podcast? Is that what you're doing right Because like, I, I, I like peeling the curtain back. This is something I do on Chris 3. Okay? I like telling the people that I just paused to tell everyone that I, th- I hate the direction that the yes. show is going right now. Yeah. That's what I just did. And I got to be honest with you. And I you think, like it. I think you're way too hard on yourself. And I will take this episode as my own. And I, I wasn't even paying attention for like 90% of it. <laughs> and I'll take it. We'll make it work. Yeah, I just think it, I got it, questions right We had succession. Then we had little going. I got this. You no, want me look, to write no, a, read a question? I'll fucking hijack no, this shit right now. you can't hijack it because he can't do another one. He has to be down the shore Well, tomorrow. here's the thing. I had an episode in mind, okay? Um, I, I, and Where are you I still, going down the shore tomorrow? I can't say it on a microphone. Business. I, I have a business thing down the shore tomorrow. Yeah, pretty silly of me to even ask. <laughs> yeah, so so um, th- here's the thing. I had a very specific topic for today about, and, and I don't feel like we're in the mode to get like kind of serious, but about um, Marco Pierre White, the chef Marco Pierre White out of London. He's the youngest ever Michelin star chef, um, and he returned all of his stars at like 34, and I wanted to talk about accomplishing goals too early. Right? That was my thing. How do you return stars? You just give them back. You renounce them. Well, you don't you know actually what? get stars. No, they hand you a star. It's not. It's a placard. Big deal. And honestly, maybe I'm not the right person to have here because immediately when you say that, I'm like, remember what it was like to return videos of Blockbuster? And like, does it do it the same way? Yeah, you, you, a little you, slot. Your, in your restaurant earns stars, and you're you have them forever, and you can't give them back. Well, he he basically. Long story short, is he he retired from cooking. Um, he now owns restaurants with like fish and chip spots, and he's doing what he likes to do. Mm. And I think there's something Admiral, to be said for that. Admiral. That 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 you've accomplished. And he didn't just do three stars; he got the stars for the best, for the most. Um, you know how they do the other stars, like the Leafs underneath, 
for like decor and stuff like that. He oh, had the first ever perfectly rated restaurant because he he had so many three stars that he was bored. He knew how to do it. And he said, I know the, the, the equation for that. Now I want the four or five. And again, I was more prepared for this when I thought that's what we we're going to talk about. So that's why I'm a little confused today and, and not sure what to do. But I like the story too much. And I have a really good person that accomplished goals too early, in my opinion. And then we're trying to make it work on timing. All so right, so, save so it. that's why I saved it because I was like, save it's too it. good. You just keep so going the way we're That's going. why I want to let everybody know why we're a little confused today. <laughs> and I've been. <laughs> just attacking the show. You're just rolling grenades in on a constant base between your, your straw drink from space. Little who I appreciate the love to little. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, we're all over the place on that. But, and again, Al, you seem like you're, this feels more like a dear Albie to you. It seems like you're, you're into the, you're into this. No, man, I, I yeah, I, I'm on, I'm on your, uh, your, your show. I'm just living, living it. Whatever. You are living. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to participate. So in last time we were all together, we talked about method acting. Do you yes. know that, um, Kendall is a notorious method actor to the point where it pisses everybody off. Jeremy Strong. Uh, in succession. Uh, I think in life. Brian Cox in his, told in his, him. In, in his uh, career. Brian Cox, Logan, told him to smoke a joint and chill the fuck out. Nice. That was his. And then they they, they couldn't really. But I think if anyone's going to be an extreme method actor, it should be Kendall. Like, if someone's going to be a, a work-obsessed prick to the point where you're annoyed, um, I think Kendall's the only one. I don't look at Kendall as ever. If you really watch the show, I don't look at Kendall as ever actually being work-obsessed. I, I, I I think he's he's I status he's, obsessed or at least power yeah obsessed. I think it's a lot about like I don't I don't you don't really see him doing the job very much uh, where you see Logan um, doing a totally different thing. However, uh, I I think that you know weird thing that you just brought up. Um, there's something about being a method actor in a movie like a Daniel Day Lewis. And being a method actor in, let's say, an HBO show that I somehow don't take it seriously. You think the show is less serious? But, but you're such a longer period of time. It's like years and years There's and years. There's every ago. reason to believe that it's harder to shoot an HBO show for that amount of time and all that other I stuff. I would think so. I would think um, that. But there's something about it that I, for whatever reason, from a regard perspective, I don't hold in the same thing. Well, I was wondering where you, because Al, you're a big HBO person. Mom, you might not know these shows as well. Dad, you could definitely chime in. But when you go into the Tony Soprano, um, the I mean, pick them, pick your true your choice on Game of Thrones, right? Of who's died at the big time. Um, there's something with weddings on HBO that I think is weird, like the Red Wedding you had, and then I don't remember one of the Sopranos that went south. But I feel like once you know there's a wedding on HBO, some shit's about to happen. I mean, that could be a coincidence. Um, you know, I think, and if you noticed, every all the kids were wearing yeah, black at the you wedding. You could easily say, like, like you know, in in Housewives of New Jersey, every time a fashion show has happened, you would expect a fucking triple homicide. Well, I would say every time that the song begins, you know, something fucked up is going to happen you know, on the Housewives like, of New like, Jersey. You know, I think there are certain things that people like build around, but you know, um, it's an interesting thing to kind of tap into. But there's there's a lot. To 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 me, it's interesting about like you know what a lot of the inspiration behind the show is and all that other stuff. But um, yeah, like it's it's a very. Uh, uh, Did you see the photo of Rupert Murdoch standing on a box of papers talking to a newsroom? 
uh, before the episode. No, it was the, the member last. I did see. Yeah. It was. Is, it, is this your hook? What's that? Well, to the Chris three thing? Yeah. I think did I'm just going to give up on the hook. Did we just I'm just going to try to give people a good 40 minutes of entertainment. You didn't just find the hook? With the Murdoch thing? Yeah, with the Murdoch. I'm not giving the way. I normally do one show in the beginning, the I show heard, later. I heard you. Okay. I'm just trying things out. Okay. We're under a month old. I got two ad reads. I'm ahead of the game, you know? And, um, <laughs> again, just, <laughs> like, just, um, so the, um, oh, man, hold on. Oh, so you do you know the Murdoch tie-in with with with? Yeah. Okay, do you know that's like exact, like like I mean, sure almost almost line for line. Like if you watch a documentary, I watch a documentary of the Murdochs. It's exactly. Mm-hmm. I told like, Daddy to watch the Murdoch documentary. You haven't yet, right? Because the parallels are insane. But you clearly, I don't. I think he was too powerful for them to even do a fucking accurate documentary. Right? That guy. Um. You want to get a little closer to the microphone on that? Or? Oh, it's, uh, we're, we're still done. I think yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, we're still Pay attention yeah. now. Pay attention But again, now. see, that's the thing that, that people don't realize, the amount of work and, you know, the cutting that goes on back here. I, yeah. I pause at the drop no, 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 of a it's hat. Great. It's, it, it's great stuff. Um, it's really hard to keep momentum cause, going. Because you used to get annoyed when I would be like, Chris, don't say things that's going to make me No, but it. I don't care if you curse or if you say something offensive. That's the difference between my show and your show. I care if mm. it sucks. That's it. I will pause if I feel like we're not having a good show. But if you were to say something offensive, I'm like, well, let's see how people respond. Yeah, to that. Well, you know. But I, no, it's, I, I don't. I don't think it's uh, um, not for whatever reason. I thought you paused. But um, no, I don't. Uh, I, I I feel like certain people are uh, uh, same way. I feel about politics in a lot of in a lot of ways, and you're kind of seeing it play out in so many in both directions. Now there's just a, we're living in, I think, um, a very large society that is very dependent on culture and celebrity culture, and the gatekeepers of that are the most powerful people on the planet, and I think that they have a lot of different ways to pull strings and even make things work for their own advantages one way or the other, and I, I, so I don't, I find it hard to believe that you're going to get an accurate depiction of really anybody that was super, super powerful in that world one way or the other. I find it difficult to believe. Go ahead. Um, and I will say this right now, okay? And, I, and I'm a great subject. Sorry, okay? A lot of major historical stuff going on right now. Um, while I was going through law school, my two biggest influences, Joe Tecapina and Michael Cohen. So honestly, I did think that there was a good Chris III Within this family, oh yeah, and the shit we did before TV, mm-hmm. because Joe Tacopina, yep, um, Michael he? Michael Cohen, yep, very much in the news. Um, I had another one the other day that I was like, oh, someone texted me. Uh, this, I was about to lie. This was like a really long time ago, but I'm gonna, you know what? Just yesterday, someone texted me, mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, New Jersey's pretty weird, and I was like, why? Like I'm watching a show about a lady who carved a person up. Oh yeah, and put them in a suitcase and mm-hmm. and through. Do you know what they did a movie like with, with yes. acting? Yes, I heard they did a movie. Yeah, can you tell the nice people at home what we're talking about? Um, we we've discussed this. Uh, I've probably said this on Dear Albie about a million times that I've meant to do an, a full episode on whole it, new audience here. We um we we work. It's more relevant here. Uh, I worked a murder case um as an intern. Uh. Uh, probably done it probably almost 20 years ago. 
Is it um, that long? Whoa. It's almost 20 years ago. You yeah. hadn't graduated uh, uh, college yet at that point. What I had not. Yeah. I, was, I was, think I was 19, 20 years mm-hmm. old now. And um, it was about a, a woman that gets on. Uh, now she has her own episode of Snapped that she was convicted of killing her husband and putting him in suitcases and sending him along the Chesapeake. And along the... Uh, <laughs> this is That was uh, Albie's first foray into television while on we're TV. On, yes. The Michael- and uh, by the way, I'll really blow your mind. First foray into television, Court TV, and a young start-up uh, producer extraordinaire, Nando DeFino. Was on that show. Court TV. Nando worked Court TV, that's right. Me? Nando that's right. Court TV. Y- your episodes? Yeah, with Nando back then. He, he remembered goes, it. He goes, you worked for Joe Tacopino? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I was doing, like, the McGuire case on Court TV. I'm like, I'm sitting behind Joe. And he was like, and we went back, we watched it together. It was wild. Isn't that something? Yeah, I made it the Watch It Together part. But I told him to watch it. I told him to watch it. I didn't have to watch it. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then um, we drove to his boat one time. We had to deliver like a like just like keys to him, like yeah, really far away. Like, yeah. give me, I need. I, so, you know no, what? I want was, a cup of coffee. Bring it. Drive was, three hours. There was all that, and that no. Joe, Joe, working for Joe was great. And then uh, years. So that was like the big inspiration to go to law school. And then when I got kicked out of law school, the person that was pushing me hardest to go back was Michael Cohen. Yeah, and he offered. He was very kind to Michael you. Michael was actually. amazing. And then my absolute, my absolute back, favorite yeah. thing we talked about last week in the vein of Michael Cohen and all that. While we're on the. Um, you know, the, the side of names that make everyone feel like we don't we know if we should talk about them or not. Um, Sean Hannity once sent you a signed photo of himself. This is... Uh, <laughs> I a, don't know how. An amazing story. No, I think mom did a show with him. I'm almost positive. Yeah, I was And you were trying to be times. nice. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he said, why, why don't I send... No, I remember. Of- no, no. Mom did a show with him. And this is a Michael Cohen thing, too. This is, without a doubt, no. my favorite thing this, this family's it, ever this done. Is this is a Michael this. Cohen... Uh, 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 story. So, um, we were, uh, just on Housewives, however long it was, and mom meets Sean Hannity at something, and they talk about something that we did a little after 9 11. And he, the, mom was telling me oh, the, the football story. game, probably. Dad, dad used to care about the football was. game. But it was something about me specifically. No, I'll tell you what it was. When you kids all got the, uh, the work boots and everything and sent them down. To the site after 9-11. I forget you, what you it was. You all got accommodations but, but it was, school. It, it was something, there was something that, I don't know, it, 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 I was the only one that got whatever this was. So Hannity hears this, signs a picture, <laughs> and mails it to our house, okay? And I don't know. Month goes by, whatever it is. Well, you tweeted him and said thank no, you for the no, picture. No, 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 no. About a month goes by, whatever it was. And I believe it was Anthony Weiner or something happened where there was a a, a, a timing a, makes sense a picture of it was like the first political dick pic like 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 very early on. So do you, what, can we get into something real quick? Yeah. What do you think was the first political dick pic? Uh, I'm sure it was like a. Like but a do you think there was a thing nah, where somebody like had like the it's, big? It's still in Pompeii. So you think someone sculpted a dick one yeah, time? Yeah, like, send it. I was like, send else. it. You yeah, make sure it gets that. I mean, you looked that up. That's I need. That. That. I'm a hundred percent gonna look look make that a Christian. Look it up. There's, there's no shot that that's not a thing. So, like a week of that goes by, and whatever politician it was, and um, I text. I'm sorry. We're, we're on Twitter, and something comes up, and I tweet back at Hannity, or I sent a tweet. 
And Hannity writes back to me and says, hey, did you get the picture? Okay. Oh, he might have just tweeted you randomly and said, did you get the picture? It was something like that. Right. And, and this is we have to set the table. early Twitter. No, early. When people didn't realize how weird shit was going to become. OG Twitter. Yeah. Like, I started Everyone Twitter could be friends. I was like, wow, CC Sabathia is on this. I'll check this out. It was like that. And something like that occurs where he hits me out of nowhere or something. And he's like, hey, did you get the picture I sent? And before I had a chance to even see it, hundreds of people are messaging him saying, did you send a dick pic to Albie Manzo? And by the time I found it and saw it for the first time. No, I think a lot of people said it. Yeah, no, like hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he writes uh, and tweets. So this is my, I did yes. not know anything leading not up except for what you're about I'm to like say. I'm like sitting back, like eating like, like a mozzarella on a Sunday. Like it's no big deal. And, and he writes back and says, in a retweet. Okay? For those asking. No, I did not send lewd pictures to Albie Manzo. <laughs> At Albie <laughs> and I, I responded to the DM at that point. I'm dying laughing. I was I'm dying laughing, right? I responded to the DM. I'm like, hey, Sean, uh, I don't want to put it publicly, but yeah, yeah thanks got, for the pick. Got the pick. And I'm like, it's here somewhere. I got to find it. But I anyway, want the tweet a lot more than I want the really picture. It was really funny. So, like, a year or two goes by, and um, I'm sitting in Michael Cohen's office, and it's like the very beginning thing of, of when Trump's starting to run and Michael's on the phone with Hannity and they bring me into Michael's office. Okay. As he's there and he looks at me and he points to his desk across the side, across the desk from him. And he's like, sit down, sit down, sit down. So he's doing his radio show and he looks at me and he goes, now Michael knew the story. Like we were, we were laughing. He, he goes, Hey Sean, Hey Sean. There's like uh, before they go off, he goes, I'm sitting here with somebody. He says, hello. He goes, who's that? He goes, Albie Manzo. And Sean gets fucking all quiet. And Hannity goes, tell Abby I said hello. And, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I did, that was it. That was my vague dick pic short Hannity story. And that was it. I love the idea of Sean Hannity being we really upset somewhere in like a home office being like, I can't believe I have to dis- explain the people. But like, it had to be one of the first times somebody ever had to actually explain that. That, it's that, wild. Was, that was something that was really fun when, when Twitter, not even Instagram well, first. The, the better story is, um, uh, Chachi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably end with that. I'll do that. Um, what's Scott Bayo? Scott Bayo and I had a massive beef on Twitter one time. Massive. Wow. It, like, went over hours, right? And what happened was I someone tweeted me and said, how do you feel that you have more followers than at Scott Bayo and at someone else? And I retweeted and I said, there's no reason for it, to be honest with you. I, it's weird. You're right? I, I think it was kind of respectful. I said, no reason for that. I think... Um, they should have more followers than me. I'm, I'm, you know, whatever it was. I'm, I'm sure I said it in my own little way that maybe came off a little sarcastic. And he responded, and he said, the difference is people know who I am and no one knows who you are. And I said, I would argue 25,000 more people know who I am than who you are. And then we just started going back and forth, like, for a really long time. It got wild. No, like, we're talking shit. Yeah, like, legit. Talking shit. So I, I told him, I said, why don't you fucking sit on it? <laughs> okay? <laughs> I, like said, <laughs> I said, how about you take whatever you're tweeting from, how about you fucking sit on it? Yeah. Okay? Because I don't know what you're going for here. I tried to compliment you when this thing started. You're being a dick about it. Okay? Um, stop. So now my cousin, I'm going to leave names out, but my cousin tweeted and said, oh, he's just mad that... Um, most of the girls, uh, all of his fans are uh, going through menopause right now. 
Uh-uh. And he tweeted and said, I'm sure your mother had my picture on her wall. And he goes, Scott, my mother's going through menopause. <laughs> 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 He tweeted me back. It was like, this is over. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's over. Sit on it, motherfucker. Get out of here. Get Chachi. Get Fonzie. Get whoever you want. I got I got people all day, bitch. And um, I tried to start it again because he had a viral tweet, and I, I just called him an idiot or something because he said something stupid. And, and the uh, rest is Chris. And the rest is – I dropped that real quick, huh? Yeah. The rest is Chris. I, I started in the first episode. Um, yeah, so all right. You know, a little personal history here. Al and his lewd pictures from Sean Hannity, me telling Chachi to sit on it. Um, Can we we just establish that Sean sent a regular picture autographed? It was a headshot. No, we we said it was a signed headshot. We should just acknowledge that it was not a lewd picture. No, we started started off by saying he sent for something. He heard that we did something charitable in the world of... No, he was very cool. He sent a headshot and he sent it over. And then someone who ran in the mail. Caught the football. (laughs) That kind of thing. But he tweeted out and said, hey, did you get the picture? And it just sent this yeah. whole And before thing. anything set, anybody says anything, okay, we've also been in the same room with Anderson Cooper dressed as a shark, okay, right. and had it as, as much fun, so everybody chill out. But it's not, a, yeah, I mean, we have plenty yeah. of, the, the difference is, that's a very funny story that Anderson Cooper never really set us up for in the past. But, um, yeah, not a pal, don't do that. Um, Chris 3, this was cool. I guess it worked, right? We all happy here? I'm fine. Out, Better help. Just giving him one. I'm giving him a free one. You better help. Yep, better help slash custody. Um, thanks everybody, and we'll see you next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.